Welcome to the Project Horse Podcast. We're making advanced horsemanship accessible, sharing down-to-earth training advice and practical exercises with horsemen dedicated to accomplishing their goals. Whether you're hitting the trails for fun, training a project horse at home, or refining maneuvers for reining or cowhorse competition, we'll help you take your horsemanship to the next level. Thank you for joining us. Hello and welcome to the Project Horse Podcast. Today we have an exercise snapshot on turning around on the foot, one of the key exercises in what we call our Essential Exercise Toolbox as part of our Horseman's Academy course. Now this course is our collaborative effort where we supplement real-world lessons and training that we do with digital media, especially videos and audio lessons as well as some written lessons. And this audio that you're about to hear is taken from the training video that we made on this exercise. So again, it's one of the core exercises in our program. It's not how we teach the actual turnaround or the spin. I want to make that clear, but it is a valuable tool to use in a variety of training situations. It's particularly valuable because it's just another element you can have in your toolbox to get more shoulder control from your horse. That is so important and critical, and you've got to have more refined shoulder control if you're ever going to get more just softness and control of your horse overall. A lot of people are riding half of a horse because they're over-indexing on softness through the rib cage, moving off the leg in terms of hindquarter control. They don't spend enough time on the front end. And this is a very valuable exercise in a lot of contexts. And so the audio you're going to hear is our complete training on that subject. Without any further ado, let's get into the audio. And as I mentioned before, if you want to find out more about this course, you can go to lundahlperformance.com academy. All right, so this exercise is called turning on on the foot or spinning the horse on our toe. Um, and this is like, it's like a, a normal spin, what you'd think of a spin, but we're overemphasizing the amount of bend we take through our horse's head and neck. This isn't really a maneuver uh, enhancer, so to speak. Like this isn't, isn't something that we do to teach our horse to spin or make him spin better. This is an exercise that we throw in for a various uh, number of reasons. If it's whether it's softness geared, improving our rollbacks, or if we're using it, say, to gain control of our horse, if he's spooking at something and it's dangerous and we have to shut him down, or as kind of more of a reprimand with a really uh, broke and uh, seasoned horse that is just kind of messing around with us. A good example of that is a horse that you... you uh, You've taken him through like an area where you have obstacles. Like we have at our place set up a um, kind of what we call like the, the junkyard. And we've got just, you know, old horse waters and feeders and, and just random stuff, you know, old implements and stuff laying around that we can go in there and weave in and out of and circle and lope the horse around and just get him used to all these weird and oddly colored and tarp flapping objects all over the place. Well, on a horse that you've been struggling and struggling with to get them over that, and they still are re- they're kind of retain that last little bit of lookiness, and still every time they see the same thing every day, and you got to put their feet to our hustle, hustle, move your feet, come back to me, listen to me, pay attention, and it's just not getting any better. This type of an exercise here is a way to really get in a horse's head and say, I need you to be more worried about me and more focused on me than on, you know, off with, your, off with the fairies and worried about your surroundings, okay? So this is going to be a great exercise for that. It's, there's, there's something about when you can take control of a horse's shoulders, okay? So let's look at the horse, like, just left their own devices. 
what area do they kind of shove each other around with and assert their dominance? Well, their, their front end, right? They push everyone around. That's where they kind of take the brunt of most kicks is in their shoulder. It's kind of like their armor, so to speak. And that's kind of where all the resistance lies is in their head, neck, and shoulders. Well, if we, if we can kind of really take control of that by spinning this horse around on our foot, we can really get inside their head. And it's just a great overall exercise for control and for safety. And, you know, just, it's, it's just a wonderful exercise. Whether I'm teaching a reining horse or a cow horse or just a trail horse, I always do this exercise with them regardless because it has so many benefits just to impact your whole your ride as a whole. It just mentally gets a horse just waiting for you and submissive and once you can get control of their shoulders in that way, you're really making strides overall in your program. So we'll start off this exercise by softening the horse around. We're just going to walk him around and we're going to soften him around our inside leg to start with. So we're going we're gonna to begin by just bending them around here, our inside leg. Okay, I'm softening around my inside leg. And then from here, I'm going to engage this horse into the turn, okay? I'm going to lay my rein and then kind of pull back to engage him into my turn. Okay, our outside rein when we're spinning a horse is our brake rein, okay? So the more I pull with that back, with that outside rein, the tighter and back to me the spin is going to get. So if I take him into the spin, I have him bent around and I lay that neck rein to initiate my spin, and he wants to keep walking out of it, the more I pull back now, I'm going to suck him back on his hind end and take him into the spin. Where the counter to that is if I take him into that spin and he's like stepping on himself and stumbling and falling all over himself, the less I pull on that rein, the more it's going to drive him out and forward. So the outside rein kind of controls the radius of our spin. The more I pull, the more I rock him back. The less I pull, the more I'm able to drive him forward and getting him to step around. So you have to feel out your horse. In the very beginning, they're usually always very forward. And so you have to help them with that outside rein. But you can't just anchor down and pull because then they get, they'll get too bound up and too stuck. You have to pull within reason, feel them start to load up, and then give them a little bit of a release. If they take that, if they take that little that inch you gave them and then you know, they take a yard, take, them up, take a hold of them again, pull them back into that turn, and kind of feather that, that outside rein a little bit. All right? So we're going to bend the horse around. We're starting by just softening them around, and we're kind of we're already establishing our shape right now. Okay, we're establishing this shape. Where he's softened around to my toe, in a perfect world, he stays that way throughout the duration of the spin. All right, and I'm looking for him to step around kind of uh, just nice and consistently, kind of like in an exercise um, that I really harped on it, backing circles in her saddle. It was all about cadence. This is kind of the same thing. This isn't a speed event. This is all about quality over quantity. All right, so to begin with, I'm going to bend him around, lay my rein, and initiate. Once that shoulder moves, I move this outside rein out here so I can control my brake rein. All right, so as he's turning, I have this outside rein back here. So I can either give or draw him back like this, whatever is necessary throughout the process. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to be pulling it back here like this in the early stages because by pulling it across his neck like that, and twisting his head, we're putting him in too much of a bind for what the horse can handle right now. Eventually, yes, I'll, I'll get to doing that with both my hands taken across his neck. But for this initial teaching stage, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my hands independent on either side of his body. I'm only going to lay the rein just to ask him into it. 
regardless of whether he starts to turn or not on his own off the lathe in the rain, if he doesn't immediately start to spin, then I just, I just take my hands back here like this. I, you know, I ask him to turn and then I go here and make him turn with my leg if necessary. Okay, if he go, if he fires right into that spin, no harm, no foul. My hand goes that my hands spread apart regardless. Okay, so once we have the horse in the spin, the first step is teach him how to move his shoulder and try and get that softness. So we have to figure out with the horse what is our what is our base level. As a general rule, we can get a step and a little softness towards our toe. And then we release that as a, as a general rule as a starting point. Some horses are so bad and struggle so much that all you can get is the shoulder to move and then you turn loose. Others are really good to where immediately they start stepping around and all you have to do is worry about some softness because the feet are good and then you can turn loose. But as a general rule, I try to keep them moving around until the horse softens towards my toe just once and then I let him out of it because that's our end goal. Get the horse to soften while spinning. Okay, now... This, this needs to be said as well that before you start this, you should have worked on your turning your horse around already and they should have a decent idea of the turnaround at just a base level of, say, yielding the horse's hindquarters and then opening the door and taking him into the spin from a yield. You know, just a very basic idea like that. They have to have some idea of what the spin is just at a base concept level before even going into that. So, and I'll kind of demonstrate that very quickly. Again, as review... If your horse can't do at least this bare minimum, yield their hindquarters and then bring their, their body through the turn like this at a base level, then you're not ready to start this particular exercise because you're going to have more fight than, than is worth it. Because this is a very, you know, we're putting our horse in a, in a big type of a bind here that we're asking him to work his way out of and relax and think his way through. If you haven't even set the foundation of that just yet, there's no way that he's going to be able to survive the situation, you know, with his head on his shoulders. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and bend him around and then I'll engage the spin. And then from here, I'm going to kind of bump, 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 bump with my outside leg. I want to teach the horse that when I use my outside leg, he needs to soften the opposite direction. You know, up to this point, all we've done is left rein, left leg, soften to the left. Well, now when we get to the spins, if I want to speed my horse up and I have to use my outside leg, do I want him bowing around and softening back to, to my opposite leg? No. If I want to spin to the right and I have to use my left leg to say, hey, get your ass moving, you know, we're showing. When I use that leg, I need him to look more to the right, right? If I use my left leg, I need him to go to the right more and, and hunt the right, look to the right. So I'm going to be bump, 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 bumping on my outside leg and holding my inside rein up to my hip until he softens to my toe and then I completely release. All right, so we're gonna bend him around here. And again, this is not a speed event. I'm not bum 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 bumping and trying to gouge him with my spur. I'm just bum 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 bumping and it's kind of you know a little more than an annoyance. I'll start out just feeling, f testing the waters. So I engage my spin, hands apart. Now I'm gonna bum 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 with my spur. Bum 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 bum. I'm gonna wait, hold it and wait. And as soon as he softens, there, I'm gonna release, let him walk. So it's a complete release. All right, and I'll let him walk. Let him walk a few steps, and then we can go ahead and do it again. I'm going to start out again right here. Ask him to soften up. I'm going to bend him around my inside leg and soften that rib cage up. 
lay the rein, initiate my spin, hands apart, bum, 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 bum. See that stiffness there? Bum, 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 bum. If he goes too fast, I'm not worried about that. There, I want that softness to my toe. And then I release. Okay, and then I'll let him walk. It's a complete release. It's that hot potato give. Okay, I want him, I want it to be very clear when that outside leg is pressure, 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 and he finally finds that softness, boom, you win the lottery, you win. I'm gonna let him go, I'll let him walk out. All right, and then I go back into it from a bend. We're not ready to just pull them right into the spin from the walk. You know, we're kind of setting them up immediately stiff right off the bat. Let's get him soft first. It's, think of it like this, soft to start, soft to finish. So we, we bend them around our inside leg and we soften them up to start the exercise. And we don't let them out of the exercise until they're soft at the very end. And then we release. Soft to start, soft to finish. Okay, lay my rein, initiate, hands apart, outside leg, bum, 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 bum. As soon as he softens, bum, 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 bum. Keep going, keep going there, and then release. And let him out, all right? Now, in the early stages when I first teach this, it's going to be a lot, you know, we're going to be in the turn a lot longer than that. But in the early stages, this becomes my ride because by the end of the session, they're so out of air that there's not much else that you can really get done in that day. And that's fine. You know, we've, you know, especially a horse like this, he's a long-term horse. I can afford to throw three days into teaching him this maneuver because it's going to give me so much more in the long run that it's worth three days dedicated to this. So I'll get on and I'll soften him up a little bit at the walk and just get him paying attention. And then I go right to this exercise and I'll just do it left and right until I get some sort something done, and then I'm done with the ride. He's had enough. So we bend him around here to the, the left, soften him up. Now, initiate. See how he took his head away, that stiffness there, hands apart, bum, 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 with that outside leg, I'm outside leg with steady, but driving pressure. Bum, 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 See that stiffness right there? I'm not pulling on the outside rein. I'm only using it if I need to draw him back to me in that turn. Bum, 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 get ready, get ready, bum, 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 get ready there. And release and let him walk. And I let him walk out of it so he can leave the maneuver and just kind of clear his head. I don't want to just sit there and just soak right on that particular maneuver to where he gets kind of resentful about it. I want him to let him walk out and unbind those feet. If I just let him stop, like kind of look at it like this, like even with a regular spin, if we stop a horse in the spin and you're always stopping them after the spin, you're subtly but slowly rocking them back, right? Because it's the, because it's, it's, horses are naturally very forward, but if you're telling them at the end of every spin just to come to a complete stop, they're going to be expecting that. And they're gonna start thinking more back to you every single time. Every time they think walk out, you just say, no, stop. So they get to think back to you more and more and more. Well, the more I stop him and the more sucked back he gets, pretty soon we're going to have a problem in the turn because he's going to be all bound up and stepping on himself and falling back over top of himself. So instead, this exercise naturally gets a horse very sucked back once they get good at it. They start out very forward, but the more they do it, the more they get sucked back to me. So I want to counter that by letting him walk out and have a release afterwards. Let him get out there and kind of free up and think out there so that when I do take him into it again, he doesn't get all bound up and, and uh, choppy and stepping on himself and stuck. Okay, because when he gets stuck, then we're then it's a real battle to try and push them out of that. Okay, we want to kind of head that off before it gets to be a problem. Lay the rein, initiate, spread my hands apart, bum, 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 bum. 
bump, 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 that outside leg, bump there, and release. So that time was a little bit faster. So we're teaching them that when I use that outside driving pressure, that he needs to soften the opposite direction, okay? But he also needs to make needs to maintain that um, that speed that he's going by himself. All right, that's the ultimate goal. Is that they spin around soft to our toe and they stay self-propelled. Okay, so how do we get there? Well, from this stage here, you go from the hot potato release to where they get soft one for one stride and then turn loose. Step two is we start adding how many steps they'll stay soft. I have not bumped on the ranges yet. It's all steady pressure. We'll, eventually, we'll get to that part here shortly about getting them to commit to that softness, that part two of softness that we talk about. You know, part one is when I pull, you need to give. But part two is after you give, I need you to stay there and stay soft. Okay, so that's what we need to get into now is we start to increase the amount of steps that he gets soft. So we go from one step to two steps, two steps to three steps, three steps to four steps, and we slowly get around to a 360. Okay, now, the, the better they do one step, the easier it's going to be to get 360 in the long run. You know, everyone wants to jump to a 360 right away, but it's just not practical in the long term because you, you set the bar way too high to start. If you would just really be picky about that first step being perfect, the rest of the 360 comes easy. It's all about getting the first part really proper. Those first one to three step window, very good. And then things work out a lot easier when you try to advance and do a whole 360 or two spins or whatever. All right. So after we've got ourselves to where we can spin the horse around, bump, 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 and he gets soft here and he stays soft throughout the the spin, bump, 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 bump. Next thing I need to do is start to ask for more softness longer and get him to stay there. So how am I going to go about that? Well, the first step is to start softening him up out of the spin immediately. All right. So if I want to, I want him to think the last thing we did after the spin will soften up. So I'm going to go back to that rib cage again. So step two is soften him around your inside leg, take him into that spin, widen my hands, bum, 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 The moment he softens, bum, 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 I'm going to take him out of that turn, bum, 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 And now I'm gonna bend him around out of it like this, okay? So if a horse is kind of heavy on the bit and they're not really finding it, not taking it seriously, I moved into this. I've got my one soften really good, but after that, they're really struggling to maintain that softness, right? So now I'm going to finish every spin with a bend and soften them back up after I turn the horse around. Okay, so we'll go back here to the right and do that same thing. So I'll bend the horse around here. Soften him up. Start to start with softness. Initiate. Now spread my hands. Bumping that outside leg, bumping that outside leg. Once it gets soft, once it gets soft, wait, wait till there's there. Now I finish it by bending him out. I push him out and I bend him around. Bend him around that inside leg and push him out and forward. There, and then release. Okay? So we're finishing off that, that spin where there was resistance. We finish it off by, by bending the horse around. And you might say, well, now, he wasn't soft in the spin, like, you know, how's he going to connect the two? Because horses are creatures of anticipation. They, they, un, they, they start to figure out the system and plan to get ahead of it. So even though he may not have been perfectly soft in the turn, 
I finished it with a bend and softened him up, bending him around my, my inside leg. Okay, and so in doing that, there was never a release of pressure until after he finished with that softness. So it, it was regardless of what happened in the maneuver, he, he did not get to leave that quote unquote pressure until after he softened in the bend and then boom, I turned him loose. Okay, I'll walk him over here, then around my inside leg. Okay, lay the outside rein and initiate my turn. Spread my hands, bum, 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 with that outside leg, bum, 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 there, good. Got soft, and I bend him right out of it. So there was no release of pressure from my hand, though. I am not releasing the spin and then bending him again. That's the biggest mistake I see people make is they try to break it into two separate exercises. This should flow from the spin right into softening around my inside leg. Okay, there should not be, it should not be spin, 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 stop, now walking forward and bending around my inside leg. It's right from the spin into forward and around, bending around my inside leg, okay? Now, step three in the process is start being pickier about how they stay soft in the spin itself, okay? So once we'll go ahead and bend him around here, and then we'll initiate our turn. Initiate our turn, spread my hands now. Now, once he softens, if he takes his nose away from my toe, I'm going to bump up on that rein, like straight up, straight up here, like that. I'm gonna bump up and get him to soften around to my toe, there, and then finish with a bend. So now this horse well and truly knows what's expected at this stage of the game. He well and truly knows what's expected of him in the maneuver. He needs to say, stay soft, keep stepping around. So when that nose leaves my toe, I'm going to bump up on that rein and bring him back toward my toe and then release and let him be. If he takes his nose away again, bump up, release and let him be. I not only want him to just be soft when I initially pull, but he needs to maintain that softness until I tell him to do otherwise. So just a simple bump up on that rein will give me that leverage. And because we have the horse bent in that angle, I preferably would say bump straight up with that rein. Now, if necessary, you could bump back towards your hip, but as a general rule, it doesn't quite give you the leverage needed when you bump on that rein. And it's not talking about, say, rip his head off. It's just bump, and if you start out with a gentle bump, and if necessary, you build through those pressures until you find the level of bump that gets him off of that and gets him to soften. And then you can immediately bend him out of it from there again. All right, so I'll take him into that again. Bend him around here. Okay, we're gonna lay the rein, initiate our turn. Bump, bump, bump with that outside leg. Bump, 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 there we go. Now, if he leaves, I'm gonna bump. And then back down here to my knee. See how I'm down here? I wanna be able to turn this horse with my hands down here on my knees. And he needs to maintain that turn there. While I, as me as the rider, I'm not having to hold him into that turn. So you see how my hands were down here while I was turning him. And then if he it took his nose away from my toe, I corrected him like, ah, come back here. And then I turned loose and let him turn again. All right, it's about making the horse responsible for the maneuver, them doing more so that you as the rider can do less. All right, so from here, now we get into our horses turning good enough that now we need to move away from the bum, 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 bump and get into the point where he's more self-propelled. Okay, so now I want my horse to, to maintain that turn while I, as the rider, don't have to sit there and bum, 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 bum with my leg and make them 
keep turning the whole time. I don't want to have to be, I don't want to be micromanaging my horse and making him step around, like trying to force every single step to happen. Okay, I need him to take the initiative and get going and help me out a little bit. All right. So from here as well, we've got our horse soft. We should have our horse broken soft enough that I no longer have to bend him around to start the turn. I'm going to start just drawing with both hands and drawing him right into that spin, all right? And so I'll take him over here and come back towards the camera so you can kind of see what that draw looks like, all right? I'm gonna draw across his neck to initiate the spin and then my hands part again and I live down here in the spin, I live down here by my knees. That's where my hands stay as I'm in that spin, all right? So I can just walk him forward and then from here, I can just draw. And once he starts, my hands part, all right? Now, now that I'm in the spin here, I can bump on that rein if he leaves my toe. And I'm just gonna sit here, and if he slows down, I just bump with my calf first, and then my spur if necessary, to get him to engage again. And once he, once he moves that shoulder, I release. So it gets to a point now where we've taught this horse how to get soft in the maneuver and how to stay soft in the maneuver. Now we can finesse the next part, which is you need to maintain that speed in the maneuver. So if the horse goes to slow down, I'm gonna first ask with, by bumping with my calf, and then if necessary, bump a little bit with my spur, and then slowly increase that pressure until he moves that shoulder, and he moves where, and then I can keep my leg still again. All right, now this only works if you've already taught your horse a fairly decent level of how to turn before this to where you're not having, when you teach your horse to spin initially, they shouldn't be, when their head is out here spinning, you shouldn't be driving them around with your leg anyways. They should already have the idea of turning while you just sit there as a rider. So this should not be a completely foreign concept. If it is, then you haven't done your homework with your normal spins and you have to go back and fix that. Okay, so I'll take him into this again. We'll just go right into it, draw, then hands apart. Okay, if he's stiff, I can bump on that inside rein. Now, I'm just sitting here as the rider. If he goes to slow down, I've set the speed. So if he goes to slow down, then me as the rider, I'm gonna go ahead and use my leg and remind him, hey, you need to get going. We've established the speed, so any deviation from that is not acceptable, and I'm going to ask him to bump up. First, little calf, then spur if necessary. I give him the chance, I warn him, and then I use my leg. I'm not gonna use any voice cues of any kind. I'm not gonna be nagging him and begging him to keep turning. I've already, we've established the speed, and then from there, if he tries to slow down on me, then I'll go ahead and use my leg to drive him around and get him to where he's self-propelled. I don't want to be driving the horse around. I need him self-propelled, all right? So at that point, we have the horse to where we can just draw him around here at the walk, and I'll do that as a warm-up sometimes. I'll just walk my horse around and just draw him left and right, take him into a turn on my foot, and spin him around and then let him out of it. And you can either just let him straight out of it if he was nice and soft, or if you feel a little stiffness here and there or you wanna remind them, you can go ahead and bend them out of that spin as well. But from here, you can see now, now we have a tool that we can use, say with, a, with an advanced horse that's kind of chumping us in a certain area. We can use it, let's say there's a, a bridge here on the ground and you know we're, we're preparing for a trail class and Every, we've been over a billion bridges, but every single time he wants to stop and look at it first and kind of snort and step away from it. And then with a little coaxing, the horse goes over it. And you've tried the circles and circles and turns and rollbacks and everything, and nothing seems to be happening. Well, now we can, we can use this exercise because it's very difficult. Like I said in the beginning, when I first teach this exercise, this is the ride in itself. 
because it's very difficult and it takes a lot of air out of the horse because it's very difficult for them to do. And that's why it gains so much control and gains their attention because they have to exert a lot of energy in order to do this. So it gets to a point where if they're spooking it, just kind of dumb stuff that they know f well and truly better to do. And if you've prepared them as the rider and you've done countless, you know, well, it's all right, it's all right, it's okay, move your feet, hustle, move your feet, pay attention to me. You've tried that angle. You can use this as kind of a reprimand and say, hey, come back to me. I need you to listen to me. And I've prepared you for this. So I need you to be on the ball when I ask you to do it instead of acting like stuff is just dropped at you out of the blue. Okay. Another way I use this exercise, me personally, a lot, besides just teaching a horse to be quiet on the trail and get them to say, okay, I don't know what that is. I'm kind of thinking of spooking at it, but I need to pay attention to my rider a lot more. So I'm just, you know, I know what happens if I don't. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and ignore it and, and, and plod along. Okay. But other than just using it for that, the other way I use it is say I have a horse that kind of walks around and likes to power walk around in the arena, like especially a horse that I'm preparing to show and I want them to walk in the arena nice and quiet. Well, if I have a horse that wants to power walk, this is a perfect tool to use to fix a horse that wants to power walk into the show pen. So if I go school my horse, I'll walk him into the show pen and the moment he starts looking around at the people in the stands, you know, the kid with the, the snow cone over in the crowd or whatever, and the moment he starts to look, I can say, hey, come to me and pull him around and turn him on my foot and regain that attention. And then we can just go right back and walk back and continue our walk into the show pen. So when I'm schooling my horse at a show, I can use this exercise to fix a problem of him looking around and off with the fairies or power walking in or out of the show pen. Another great place to do this is on the trail. You got a horse that wants to power walk or jig jog up to the other horses. Well, not only could you do, you know, jog your horse up there and hustle, turn, do rollbacks around the other horses, you could let the horse jog on up there and the moment they get over to those other horses, spin them around on your foot really aggressively, left and right, spin them around, spin them around, and then just see what they want to do. If they want to go up there again, let them get up to their buddies and then spin them around on your foot. Same thing with a barn sour horse. If they want to rush back to the barn, you, know, you let them jog up to the barn. The moment they get over to the barn, pull them around on your foot and spin them around go left and right and spin them around at the barn on their foot and make them make them hustle i mean you could spin them around that way and then you could take them spin them around the other way and just make them make them move their feet and hustle and engage and and start being a little more concerned about what you want as the rider than what they can go off with the fairies and play with so it just has a ton of of uses not only for a horse that you say want to do some showing with but just a horse to have that that's going to be a lot easier to deal with and it'll let you have some fun on it just really gains control of them mentally and physically thank you for listening to the project horse podcast if you enjoyed it be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating to help more horsemen like you find our content you can also check out the Lundahl Performance Facebook page. There you can message us with any questions or training topics you want covered on the show. You can also learn about our training program, clinics, lessons, and the consulting we do for horse owners across the United States and abroad. Thanks again for listening.